You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to the Classic Car Show. We uh, we got some MIAs today, unfortunately, and but we've got a great show for you, and it's going to be very informative. And uh, Jim Weber and Steve Ronaldo are missing in action. Steve's uh, with his um, uh, group doing a tour, and. Uh, and uh, Jim is continuing to stay hunkered down. So whatever, we're going to make it, and we're going to make it great. And we've got Steve Capra on the line with us this morning. And, uh, Steve, I'm going to sort of turn it over to you, and uh, you, you can just direct the whole show. No, I'm just kidding. I'll be here for <laughs> you. Um, so, Steve, let's uh, first off, who are you with? I'm with uh, McAllister's uh, Transportation Group. I'm uh, the Vice President of Sales and Business Development for our uh, Auto Transportation Group. And uh, it, that's a, a, a huge responsibility. And also, uh, you all are one of the, well, one of, if not the leading transporters. And uh, you also do, is all of yours 100% covered? We are. Okay. We That's uh, we're a hundred. Like it, for the industry, what they call is they call it asset based. So we we own all of our own trucks, uh, trailers, uh, and uh, we're we basically become over the last three four years we've become the, like the third largest enclosed carrier in the United States. That's incredible, and uh, congratulations! You obviously had a big big role in in that uh, advancement, and uh, congratulations to you for doing an outstanding job. I'm sure the the uh, folks are quite proud of you. How about giving us a, just a little bit of history about McAllister and where you all are and all of that? Sure, sure. Uh, actually, we have a, a relatively deep history. Uh, company is family-owned. Uh, this November, it'll be 75 years in existence, privately held. Uh, basically, one of the uh, great American success stories. They, they started out as a small family-run business. Uh, started out moving uh, household goods, so residential homes. Uh, they've then become the largest agent for uh, Unigroup uh, for their transportation group. So the vertical that I help run, the auto- automobile transportation, is just one of many verticals that McCollis has uh, dived into over the years. And what they've become is especially almost a niche company in regards to the type of moves that they do. So we've done, we've moved the space shuttle Orion. Uh, one of the guys in our aerospace division uh, helped move an F-35 uh, a couple weeks back. <laughs> uh, we do, so it's ready, you know, so there's some interesting stuff. Uh, mine's rather mundane when it comes to, comes to some of the other things that we do. But uh, they move our collections around. They do some entertainment tours. So they're a well-diversified, uh, very, very strong financial company, uh, great family-run business uh, that really cares about its employees. So uh, I think that, that translates into the type of service that we provide to our customers. 
uh, and that comes from the top from Dan and his son now Danny, and, and their son, his son Danny, who's in the wings and waiting. Uh, so this, at least we at least we don't get the names wrong. <laughs> That's right. When you pass them in the hall, uh, hey Dan, hey Dan. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I tell you what this says to me, and and I'm sure the audience will agree that. You know, there are specialties, but you all are so diverse, and someone had incredible foresight foresight and forethought about, you know, vertical movement, and and even, uh, I would assume, uh, it started out maybe moving one kind of car, and then you... You all, uh, they had the foresight to say, you know, we need to cover these things. These cars get a, a rock chip or whatever. and uh, <laughs> Exactly. You know, and uh, so I, I salute you all and the, and the family business for having the uh, insight and foresight to uh, make changes and um, move, go with the flow, I guess you might say. I, I think you know what it comes down to, Dave, but I think it comes down to the, the quality of service. Because basically every division helps each other out inside the inside the group. So if we're doing work for one of their big customers, it's Phillips. We do their MRI movements. That gives us a lot of credence in the market when we're when we're going out and we're working with folks, whether it be OEM manufacturers, uh, we're working with dealerships, or we're working with you know auction houses, which we do work for. Uh, and of course, we love doing all the shows, which is you know the highlight, which is what we're missing out on right now. So, you know, everybody that's listening in this morning, I'm sure, are, are car guys just like the rest of us, and we're missing, and we're kind of missing those those weekends. Uh, and that's something that's something that hopefully we'll look forward to getting back to shortly. Yeah, you know, this is a, this was a subject I was going to get into with you in in uh, what has you know it's. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not quite as old as your company, but I sure am close to it. And uh, <laughs> I'm not far behind you. <laughs> but we're in the same boat. Uh, uh, you know, none of us had any idea about this. And what did you all do when? And and we all like the first thing I did. I went to my uh, uh, kitchen cabinet in the in my office and uh, started pull, pulling out the sanitizer stuff and. Uh, that was about the first major step I did. And, you know, if you're doing doing a radio show, it's sort of hard to tell your guest, uh, well, wear a mask and just we'll just tough it out and muffle through it, you know. But you, <laughs> it's a little hard to understand somebody. So we, we've had great uh, folks that, um, you know, have continued to come in the studio, and uh, we take the precautions that we can. But, hey, you know... I keep comparing this, and, and people are probably getting sick and tired of hearing me, but I was uh, working at a radio station when uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. And, uh, you know, our first thing was, well, the GM will just go in, pull the book down that says what to do when a president's assassinated. And there wasn't one. <laughs> you know, it didn't exist. Yeah. And uh, it's sort of like with the pandemic now. We... Uh, there will be probably God. God only knows how many books will be written about it, but there wasn't a book you could go to and and read up. Well, here's what you're supposed to do in a pandemic, or here's how it's going to affect your business, or your business, or that business. And uh, the only thing I kept saying to myself 
And and you all are certainly right in the, the middle of it, but it was going to have a domino effect. And the domino effect being, you know, they call off Hershey, they call off concourses, they call off this, they call off that. And uh, that's your bread and butter, and or I assume it is. And uh, if you have to go out, then then it's up to the individual, I, I assume. Is that where you all look next? Well, I think when the, when the pandemic hit us, we, we, we certainly didn't have a playbook for that coming at us. That's for sure. So, you know, first year, it's like uh, getting hit in a heavyweight fight. You get hit with a right and then a left, and then you finally realize that you're staggering a little bit, and it's time to, to figure things out. So, uh, luckily, we were pretty diversified across the board on the type of freight that we, that we carry. So, yeah, it hurts. Uh, and it was definitely a pullback for us uh, when we were losing an event after event after event were being shut down. And Amelia Island was the last one that we attended, and obviously that was the last event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did some spo- we did some sponsor some sponsorship work down there, uh, and uh, we were just getting into the season and really excited about it. Uh, and then all of a sudden the door slammed shut on that. So between that and the, the auction work that we do, so we we. We lost a lot of revenue in that respect, but our our manufacturers that we do business with, uh, we do a lot of port-to-dealer distribution for uh, some of the top manufacturers in the world. Um, and that flow, because the boats were still on the water, uh, by the time that they arrived, we were in the midst of the pandemic, they still had to get that stuff and get it out of the ports because there's not enough storage space. So um, we were lucky enough to have some rev- a good revenue stream and then what we did with a lot of our guys company guys was that we were nimble enough because of some of our other verticals we have relationships with Unigroup and things like that that we were able to offer and, and basically do power only options to keep our employees going uh, and to keep a paycheck uh, in everybody's hands uh, we gave every driver an option you know either you know you can stay and, and if you guys are willing to work we're going to find the work for you uh or if you're not comfortable you know there's a place for you when this thing lifts and, and when you come back so uh about 80 percent, 85 percent of the guys stayed on board david uh and we've kept them running uh all throughout so uh you know when you were complimenting me earlier uh we're only as good as the people that are that surround us and that includes our staff inside, our operations team, and more importantly, I tell the drivers all the time, like they're the the, the end, uh, the last thing that somebody sees. So you know, the customer, uh, the concourse customer, or the guy who's moving his collector car, or the guy who just bought a uh, you know his childhood dream car and needed it moved. Uh, our guys are there, and uh, it's a professional image and, and so forth. So uh, we were somewhat lucky, uh, and we've done a good job of retention uh, because. I don't know if you know about the trucking industry. It's real tough to find drivers. Uh, well, I think it's like any other industry, that. Steve. It's uh, tough to find yeah. qualified. <clears throat> and, you know, and, and I was going to ask this. Uh, when when you're going after uh, my brand-new classic car that's 100 years old, and uh, you send a driver out for it, and are you, do you have special drivers that you'll send that are – "Quote unquote qualified on classic cars. It's not. It's not like pulling up and uh, getting a, 
2015 Mercedes, it's pulling up and getting a 1915 Mercedes, maybe, or something, you know? So do they do oh, they know how to drive the classic cars? They, they do. It's it's a it's a completely different game. We we have we have younger employees that you know our average uh, time in the industry in the automobile handling industry is about twelve years for our entire staff, and we push about uh, right now just shy of uh, ninety trucks and trailers. Uh, we support one of the major auctions. So our guys are all relatively cross-trained between new and, you know, classic cars and collector cars. Uh, do we have a group of guys that prefer to do that? Absolutely. And uh, we consider all of our guys and girls, because we have, we have young ladies uh, that work for us as well that do a fantastic job. Uh, we consider them all our best drivers. But there are, uh, you know, out of our 80-some-odd there's, you know, 15, 20 of the guys that, that really stand in line for the Amelia Islands, the, the Pebble Beaches. They want to work with uh, the older the older cars because they appreciate the, the heritage with it. Uh, they're car guys just like us. Uh, and they know and they've been around and they love, you know, being able to walk the walk. Even though they may not have the funds hmm. to have a car like that in their garage, they love being around all of that, uh, you know, the environment that and the camaraderie that, that comes with, you know, the collector car market. So, oh, yeah. Uh, we need to yeah. stop here, and I'm going to do something out of the ordinary, which is not unusual for, for me. But uh, how about giving your company a, a quick commercial, and then we'll go to uh, J.C. Taylor that's been with us for many, many, many years, uh, J.C. Taylor Insurance Commercial, right after you give your company a commercial, Steve. Good deal. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, McAllister's uh, Auto Transportation Group. You can reach us uh, at, you reach me direct, and that's the best way to, to get everything handled. I'll make sure I take care of everybody. My cell phone is the best way. That's 609-960-6397. If you're tech savvy and you love computers, uh, you can go to McAllister's.com. You can check us out on our webpage and see everything that we do. Uh, all the different types of moves that we do, go into the uh, the drop-down menu, check out Auto Transport, and there's a uh, online form there that you can send in, and uh, we'll basically respond to that within the, a couple of hours, and we'll get you going. We'll treat everybody with pick gloves. Okay. Time, David. Great, great. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with uh, Steve Capra, and uh, his that he's the vice president of McCloster. Is that it? is that the way you say it, McCloster? It's uh, McCloster's McCloster's Transportation Group, and I run the uh, the, the auto transport group. 
Okay, now, with that being said, from what we've already learned about your company and that it's 75 years old, just a little older than me, not much, but just a little, but what we've already learned is um, what don't you all put on wheels and transport somewhere? Has there been anything that's ever stumped you? Uh, well, we're kind of limited on size with, with some stuff. Uh, no, we find a way to... Our uh, our motto is uh, let's get it figured out. So uh, if it's something that we can't handle, we'll make sure that uh, we get it in the hands of somebody that can and very capable hands. So um, yeah, motto is get it done. So that's what, that's what we do. You know, uh, we have a, a general that does a, or did do a show for us until the pandemic came along, and he was a retired general. Uh, General Richard Dix, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send him a copy of uh, or a, a link to this show. And he was uh, brought back to active duty. Uh, this goes back about two months ago now, and he was brought back to active duty because he's a logistics expert. And uh, the government okay. was having problems getting uh, rest, as you well know, ventilators and. Uh, even even a surgical mask from one point to another point. One place would have too many, one place wouldn't have any, and so he was brought back to oversee getting it from point A to point B or point B back to point A, whatever the case might be. And uh, Richard is a good friend of ours, and uh, we're looking forward to him coming back one of these days. But in the interim, he's still uh, working the pandemic, which... Uh, is as we all know is not exactly over with and we've got something else coming along in the background that may uh, cause some problems but uh i'm gonna you know if he doesn't know about you he will after after this show and uh, he's a good That's man great. and uh, we appreciate that well he's a very good man and and i know he will take uh put everything in the right perspective perspective i i'm what what is the i know you said you you all moved a, a rocket you moved a uh, F thirty five, you said fighter, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. what other unusual things have you moved? Or I should—I well, don't want to say day. moved. Wait a second, I want to say transported. Transported. Uh, every day is different. So when you know, we we do work with some of the museums. So I'd say twice wise, uh, we moved a one off uh, Nissan from the Peterson automotive museum for a uh, like a photo shoot to uh motor trend mm-hmm. that car was a 13 million dollar automobile one-off automobile wow um in regards to collector world boy baby that's a, that's a stumper because we 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 run everything of all the major auction houses so the mate that's like the, the stars of the show that come across odds are it, it may have uh, been on one of my trucks so wow. it's uh you know it's hard to say uh, what the most interesting stuff is that we've we've done, but um... now, let me ask you, uh, Steve, have you ever run across? And this, I would think, would be either in the extremely high end, cost wise, or extremely vintage side of it. Uh, you your driver pulls up and uh, lets down the the whatever you all call them, the platform for getting them up on the on the uh, truck and so forth, on the trailer. Okay. And, um, and the owner of the car says, uh, nobody drives it but me. 
it happens, uh, from an insurance regulation standpoint, we have a, a, a big training and safety center. So when we, we board our guys and, and gals and when they come on for, to work for us, they go through like uh, safety and training and, and all of that. Uh, and they do a, a loading and unloading process um, at our headquarter facility in New Jersey uh, to get them accustomed to how we like to, to do things. Um, so in that situation, our lift gates uh, are ground level. We would drop the gate all the way down. Uh, we would we would allow the gentleman to drive it onto the lift gate, and then we would then push the automobile in uh, underneath his direction. But from a safety standpoint inside the trailer, he wouldn't be able to gain access inside there. Okay. There's a lot of moving parts, and it's low and and uh, so forth. It's got to be a it's got to be a challenge, and and like you said, every day is a different day for you. That's got to be very exciting. You you must look forward to getting up in the morning and, well, what am I going to contend with today? <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's definitely a firestorm all day. The day goes by fast. Uh, my, my counterpart in in operations, uh, his day goes by even faster because he's uh, more of a day to day with the drivers and. and uh, day-to-day operations of what's going on. I'm more of uh, securing the work and dealing with everybody and, and just the relationships, and that's what we're about is, you know, we've, we're not here for the short term. We're, we're there for the long term. We like building relationships and like partnering with folks and, and, and treating them like family. Uh, that's important to our owners, important to us as a group and across the board. Uh, that, I, I love you saying that in that... Uh the word service seems to have been taken taken out of the vocabulary in many, many cases today. And, uh, you know, the old thing of doing to others is you'd have them doing to you and the golden rule and so forth. And it seems to have been, uh, take, been taken out of uh, many situations. And this was even before the pandemic came about, but uh, I think has been uh, even more frustrating with the pandemic but uh let me want to ask too and you've how long have you been there now i've been in my role with mccallus for a little bit uh, shy of two years i'm sorry how many about two years two years okay well I, i guess you really came in somewhat after it but I've got to ask, and you can certainly go back in the history of it, I'm sure. But, you know, I don't think a lot of people uh, appreciate the the impact of electronics on the transportation business, i.e. GPS, i.e. tracking your trucks, uh, i.e tracking your mileage, uh, so many areas of electronics and computerization. What have you seen? Oh, goodness. It's, it's night and day from even over the last two years, it keeps evolving. Um, from, you know, from paper, you know, we've, we've evolved from paper uh, with, you know, the drivers have requirements with the government. So what they, it's called electronic logs. They're allowed to drive a certain amount of time in, in a certain amount of, uh, of days. Then they have to basically have to do a reset. And they have to shut down for 36 hours. So that's a struggle at times when we do everything by the books and everything's electronically. And if our trucks go to a way station, they'll be able to, to pull all that. We don't go overweight. We always, our planners have to 
not only worry about length and height and width of cars and automobiles to get them inside of our trailers as everything's enclosed, they also have to worry about weight. So when we're hauling old collector cars that are really heavy, we have to worry about the capacity on the truck. So that's a challenge. So we have to try to make it, you know, uh, you know, as efficient as possible to get from point A to point B. Uh, so that, that's one side of the, of the table, but it's from an efficiency standpoint, our software packages, everything that our drivers do nowadays has become a protection for the company and protection for the customer. So like all the inspection reports, so if they pick up a collector car and go back to the example, the gentleman's like, I'm the only guy that drives the car. They do a full inspection around the car, and they'll make sure that the gentleman's comfortable. And, and at that point, do you, at that point, do they take out a lot of pictures of the car as well? They they will, and they can upload those pictures directly into uh, the portal. And as they're walking around the car and taking the picture, so it gives a comfort level for sometimes for folks that buy things sight unseen uh, and just trust somebody on the other end so that I like hey could your guy take some pictures they'll take some pictures it gets uploaded to it and then that can get can be sent to the customer via email so then he can be he can pull that right up uh, while the gentleman's there uh, doing the walk around on his car Uh, and then once he's done and he's getting ready to load it they'll put it you know steering wheel cover seat covers and all that stuff you know floor mats and then we cover the cars uh, to make sure that if there was, you know, any drips or anything like that, so that everything's protected. Our trailers, we custom build our trailers, David, uh, so wow. that there's like a drip pan that runs all the way through the, 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 the trailer. So that way, for the old collectors, if the car was to drip a little bit, which we all know they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I haven't seen an oil drip that I didn't fall in love with. <laughs> uh, I'm right with you. I'm right with you. But yeah, technology has definitely, uh, it's helped us become more efficient and it's given us the, the opportunity to know real time where everybody's at um, instead of having to rely on a phone call. Mm-hmm. We now can pull up in the office. We kind of have a fail-safe system, so we have a Ram McNally for our tractors. And that's basically like the GPS system for the truck. But it gives us a real time where that the cab's at. We also have uh, something called Skybits technology, which is a, a trailer tracking system on the trailer. Wow. So it's a separate separate tracking system from the cab. So if the, if the cab was to drop the trailer, we know where our trailer's at. Uh, that never happens, but it's just a fail-safe system. And then our delivery system is real-time to the second. So when we deliver to uh, an auction house, an individual, a consumer, a manufacturer, the minute that the bill of lady gets signed by both parties, then the transfer of ownership goes back to that, and that's all documented and loaded up onto uh, electronically, and it gives it real time where our equipment's at at that time, same time. So it helps our planners become more efficient, knowing that, hey, you know, truck number five just dropped off in Atlanta, uh, and he's on his way to such and such, and he can call ahead and say that, you know, they should be there within, you know, a certain time frame. You know, they're it's more efficient as a group. When I was growing up, and if we're close to the same age, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, we'd go for our our annual vacation or whatever it was and go out on the road, and uh, you'd pass a truck, and my older sister and I would 
give them the blow your horn sign and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, you always, in some ways, I hate to say this, but, uh, you know, there wasn't the respect for the the -the over-the-road driver that there is today. And, you know, what you were describing with what a driver has to do today, you all ain't hiring no dummies, that's for sure. Uh, (laughs) These guys are, they're businessmen. Yeah, so, I mean, we have have a mix of guys, David, that, like, guys that come and work for us that are company guys. Mm -hmm. And then we have other guys that own their, their tractor on the front. But they'll be an employee of ours, so they're considered owner operators. So they're they're businessmen. They're these are guys like us. If we're we're running a business and, and what we're doing from day to day, they're doing the same thing. They're running a small business on on their side, uh, and they treat it as such. So they're they're and we're an extension of that. You know, we we guide them uh, and point them in the right direction and give them all the tools. We give them the trailer and the uniforms and, you know, the procedures and all the, the tools and we just ask them to use their expertise. It's a, it's a two-way street, uh, though. They're an extension of you all as yep. you all are an extension of, of them. So it, and it's uh, got to be a, pardon me. Yeah. yeah with, without them, we wouldn't be anywhere. So yeah, they're, uh, we have a, a great group of, of drivers and that's constantly evolving as well. So our retention rates, you know, very, very high. We have got a great recruiter, and uh, the best recruiter are our drivers. So oh. they're friends. Okay, we got to take uh, we got to take another break. You want to do it one more time? Sure. Okay, we'll do it. Back at you. Okay. Uh, um, McAllister's on Auto Transportation Group. Uh, give us a call. Reach Steve Capper at six zero nine nine six zero six three nine seven. Or reach us on the web at McAllisters.com. Check us out there underneath the the, uh, the service tab. Go down to Auto Transport. You can fill out a, a request form uh, if you're tech savvy, and that'll get sent directly to my desk. And uh, we'll have somebody in customer service or myself reach out to you directly. And uh, appreciate the time. And Thanks. by the way, that's M C capital C O L L I S T E R apostrophe S, right? No, just. Uh, McCollister's with an S at the end, like plural.com. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for that, David. Well, (laughs) I forgot that part. Anyway, uh, we'll be back right after we hear a word from um, Steve Ronaldo talking about J.C. Taylor. Hi, I'm Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about antique car insurance. Uh, In this hobby, uh, that I've been part of for years. Not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as agreed value uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to, to uh, insure your classic car, classic, antique, or even your street ride. Call J.C. Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction and medical director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. And we're back on the Classic Car Show with Steve Capra. And uh, Steve is with... McAllister Car Transport, and uh, 
not only that, but transportation of so many different things. Do you all work uh, very closely with the uh, military, Steve? We do. It's uh, it's it's one of our, our big verticals. Uh, they do uh, a lot of work with GSA Group, with the government, uh, and not only for relocations, uh, but we also are approved on uh, some of the government lists for car autom- automobile transportation, too. So, like, your your major friend, Major Dix, I think you said his name was. Uh, uh, Richard Dix? We yeah. would. Yep. Uh, he, he probably either runs one of the like the logistics agencies. We also have been approved through them uh, to do business there on multiple areas inside of, of our group. So I think on a uh, on a warehousing standpoint, we do some work. Uh, we definitely do relocation work for the government, uh, and I believe our MIS group, which is our management information systems uh, vertical. Uh, also does some some side work, either direct or through a subcontractor basis. So that's where we're pretty much in tune with that too. So that's it's a really good work, and we're we're happy to help uh, with the government. Um, you know, particularly moving uh, our veterans around the United States when they're getting uh, repositioned. That's great. My uh, my son's a uh, in the Air Force and uh, is moving back to the states from Germany, and so I'm sure. I don't know that it'll be you all, but it'll be somebody moving him uh, a little closer than Germany. He'll be moving back to uh, uh, South Carolina, as a matter of fact, to uh, Shaw Air Force. And uh, that's uh, good. You got him back home, David. Oh yeah, yeah. And hats off to him for his service too. Well, he, uh, you know, we do a lot for veterans, and uh, we uh, we're very active in uh, the uh, Johns Creek. Healing Wall, which is a replica of the uh, Vietnam Wall in D.C., and also uh, the uh, Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And uh, I'm taking a little bit away from your show, but at the same token, uh, we, our country wouldn't be, and I'm a veteran, and our country wouldn't be what it is without the past, the present, and the future military personnel. And they're the greatest. You know, they're two great groups. I work with... Uh, I only do a couple of shows on my own station. I have I have great hosts uh, that do other shows, and uh, my two hosts that are supposed to be in here doing this one, like I said, they're missing in action. But with that being said, there's two groups that I love working with. One of them is anybody that has been in the military, or is in it now, or whatever veterans, whatever. They are great to work with. The other group, and this is, I found this I, when I first started the station in 2005, Steve Ronaldo came on board, and he's known nationally for, uh, he's been on every board of directors I think there is in the classic car industry or hobby. But uh, the people that are involved in the hobby and are the business, just like yourself, sir, are just the finest people in the world to work with. And we, like in all businesses, and I'm sure you've run across some grouchy old people like myself, but, um, you know, for the most part, those two areas, military and classic cars, the people that are involved, there's just something nice about them. And uh, I salute the classic car, all of the hobbyists in the classic car, be it the... 
from AACA, uh, Steve Moskowitz, and in uh, Philadelphia to up and down the gambit of people. Bill Warner, uh, Amelia Island, Mr. Amelia Island. You can't find a nicer gentleman than Bill Warner. And same way with Steve Moskowitz at AACA. And and now a friend of mine called Steve Capra. And uh, <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that, David. And, and you are 100% correct. The, the guys and gals of, of the concourse and collector world are, are fantastic. They're, they're some of the nicest people I've, I've met uh, and I've encountered in, in, in business world. Uh, and the, it's a networking of people. Uh, they all look out for each other. Uh, there's a camaraderie there. There's a competitiveness, that's for sure, uh, particularly when you're going to concourse. A lot of the guys are very competitive. But in the same breath, as soon as uh, you know as the award goes down, they're either having a drink or they're putting an arm around each other, and uh, they're, they're off to the next event. And um, we appreciate you know that. And, and every event we go to, we meet somebody new, and, and we we love the new relationships and building on old ones as well. And uh, Steve Ronaldo has a story that I I love, and I think about this as far as. Uh, the being competitors but working with each other and for each other and uh steve would be the first to admit he ain't the best trailer backing person in the world and um when he when he trailers a car somewhere uh he tells a story about uh, this was about i don't know not the first or second time but uh, he hadn't done it too many times and he, and he has a huge trailer to take his uh even his 37 cadillac in but um he was trying to back it up, and he finally got about five people surrounding the car, giving him directions of of how to how to maneuver into a parking place, backing up. And uh, somehow he got it in, and and didn't wreck the building. But other than that, he, the way he tells the story, it is funny. Let me ask you. I, I just I had the passing thought. We were talking about computers and and the electronics that have been added to. Has it made a difference? You know. I, all of us, all of us, if we've traveled any of the highways and byways, we see those um, recapped tire parts on the, on the freeways at one time or the other. We all have, and, and some of us once in a while have hit one of them and might have spouted a few uh, expletives. But anyway, has the electronics of air pressure deal, I assume that's in all of your tires or... It is, and then on top of that, we have uh, one of our guys that his sole responsibility is maintenance of all of the equipment. Ron Weldon does a fantastic job of making sure that, you know, trucks and trailers and everything is on a, a really tight preventative maintenance program. Wow. So, because um, we don't like downtime, and yeah, neither do our customers. Everything that we do is always time-sensitive and mission-critical. And every job, whether it's a single car or a full load, is uh, is something that's important to somebody at the other end. And we like to, and our motto is uh, excellence delivered every day, and it's all over our building inside. Uh, and that's what we, we run by. Uh, and our equipment reflects that. So Ron does a great job of getting the guys in and out. Uh, and making sure that they're reporting mileage, and he's got all of that being able to track inside uh, in his office and his team. Uh, so he cycles them all in. So we don't get a lot of downtime on our trucks, trucks and trailers, or breakdowns, if you will. 
uh, just because uh, of the, the programs that we have in place in, in, internally. That's super. Do you ever have to face the possibility of deadhead? Oh, oh goodness, it's the biggest buzzword <laughs> uh, to the drivers back to me. So well, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm starting to twitch right now, dude. <laughs> now, uh, uh, we've, we have our operations and, and uh, planning team, along with myself and the customer service team. What we do is we have a, a daily meeting. Uh, we, it's our ops meeting. And we know where every truck, every driver, and every load is at. We have like a huge board. So what we're constantly trying to do is we're trying to think ahead instead of thinking behind. And that's uh, uh, something we've changed in the last year, year and a half, is that we wanted to become more efficient. Instead of getting somebody to an end destination and having them sit there while we're figuring it out, we want to get that figured out before he gets there. Uh, are there times where we get the stuff where there's out in Montana or Great Falls, Montana, or out by the, the borders, and, and we got to get somebody back uh, to a certain area? Absolutely. We experience it a lot in the North Pacific Northwest because uh, we're one of the only carriers that, that carries for up in, into the Pacific Northwest on a consistent basis. So uh, we have to get creative at times to get freight for um, our drivers coming back, and that's my job. Wow. That's what, what I do. I'm responsible for uh, relationship building, uh, building our pool of, of customers and our pool of business, so that way uh, we can try to eliminate as much deadhead as possible. You know, it, it, it's probably, probably the biggest challenge of, of my, my day and of my job, David, so... I guess the uh, I guess the first thing that uh, helped was the cell phone, and then the second thing that has helped is uh, the being able to track them and all that. But I was in a business uh, back. This was in seventy uh, three when I first nineteen seventy three when I first moved to Atlanta, and uh, we did a bunch of uh, trucking, and it was oh. It was a pain. I was working with brokers, uh, and a lot of people probably don't even know what brokers are anymore. I don't even know if they exist, but they they were constantly... They they exist. They'd have, you know, five balls in the air, which were actually trucks, that they were trying to fill and and not uh, deadhead. And... uh, and the drivers were responsible whenever they stopped. They'd have to call in, but you didn't know when they were going to stop. You didn't know who was going to pick up what, where, or when. And, uh, oh, and I can just, how much better and easier it is today when you can go on your computer and know exactly where Sam is with truck number five. And um, But when I was when I was doing it, it was, uh, it was a nightmare. And... <laughs> The best you could get out of them was for a driver to call the, my destination or when I was expecting a load in and say, well, I'm running a little ahead of schedule. Can somebody meet me at the warehouse at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning? I'd much prefer that over uh, I'm running a little bit behind. It'll be day after tomorrow. and uh, Or... Or no call at all. Or no call at all. That oh those oh that was that was like a definite maybe. Yet. Yeah, and uh, that happens a lot. And, and to answer your question in regards to brokers, they, there's a lot of brokers. We don't we don't do brokerage in my group, but we just have a, a new a division. Uh, the gentleman out of Chicago was is developing and just got off the ground mostly for 
the relocation market uh, for corporate executives and so forth, but he runs a brokerage division out of Chicago, and some of their staff are housed right in our corporate headquarters uh, as well. But those brokerage divisions uh, across the United States are in every facet of trucking, uh, not only the auto transport divisions, but uh, freight and LTL and and so forth. So uh, there's a shortage of drivers in the United States. Um, Less than load. I, you know, I hadn't heard the term LTL in a good while. We're going to have to take a quick <laughs> break for uh, Steve yeah. Ronaldo and uh, J.C. Taylor Insurance. And if folks, if you haven't got an insurance company for your classic car, you can't beat J.C. Taylor. Bob Wallace is a gentleman's gentleman that is the president of J.C. Taylor. And uh, give him a call. Tell him that... Uh, you heard about them on America's Web Radio if you're just now getting in the hobby, and they'll even uh, do street rods, everything else. So keep this in mind as you listen to Steve Ronaldo talking about J.C. Taylor Insurance. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. And we're back on the Classic Car Show. Uh, we have Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber missing in action today. And uh, they've been, uh, this has been happening a lot. And it's uh, like Steve Capra and I were talking. Uh, you know, there's just been no book written about what you do in the event of, uh, of a pandemic. And... Um, it has affected us all, and uh, unfortunately, I think we've got some other problems that are beginning to boil and hopefully won't boil over, but, uh, you know, it, it uh, again, could change our world drastically, and uh, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, it's not looking real good. But anyway, we're glad to have Steve on, and Steve, one thing that I get to do, because uh, of my position as head janitor of the operation, and uh, I'm also in charge of spraying the table down with Lysol, and I've got some of the more executive-type positions. But will you come back and be on another show with us one of these days in the near future? Absolutely. Oh, it'd be my pleasure. Absolutely. I'd love to. And uh, make sure Mr. Ronaldo and, and, and your other uh, hosts are there. This time. Uh, we're going to force them into action, too. That's right. That's right. But uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, people, I don't know. Do you feel people that, uh, do you feel appreciated? Uh, you're, do you think your business is appreciated? Uh, at times, and at times, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think truckers in, in general is an, an underappreciated industry all the way across the board. Uh, I, I don't think there's the... A lack of respect that they, they they don't get the like you know the respect that they deserve you know they're they're vital in our, our supply chain for food uh, for everything that goes on uh, and uh, at times you know you wish that they were they had a little bit more respect in the industry uh, than they do uh, it's 
challenging, David. In particular with all the unrest, and we've had guys in situations where you know the, the looting and the rioting, they were relatively close to that. So uh, we have driver calls once a week where we go over procedures and tell them it's all about safety, and they're of the first and foremost, the delivery at the other end can wait. Uh, you know, we've got to make sure that our guys are, and gals are taken care of first. You know, there's something that I've noticed, and uh, and I don't know what's happened to it. Maybe it's, uh, it's the uh, individual cars that have caused it, and not the uh, truckers, but when I first started driving, and uh, I got some experience on the road fairly early on and uh just driving a car not truck or anything like that but the there was almost a uh friendly feeling between the car driver and the truck driver and that uh you know i i can remember when uh, ever you wanted to uh pass you'd blink your lights that you were passing and the truck driver would also uh blink their lights to come on by you know and uh or when you got or if a truck driver passed you, he'd uh, he'd blink his trailer lights, uh, and, and different things like that. And and heaven forbid, there's a thing on on your steering column that's called a turn signal. And I don't think I think most cars don't come with those anymore. Uh, you know, but if you were passing a dry, a, a truck. You'd turn your turn signal on when you were coming back in, and he'd flash his lights when you were safe to come in, you know? And so a lot of that seems to have gone away. Am I crazy? No. Uh, and the old school courtesies and the opening of doors and the turn signals and exactly like you're saying, the allowing a truck the space to come onto a road or the ability to stop. The biggest problem is, is that, that cars are, are, you know, right in front of them, cutting them off, and uh, they don't give the guys, they don't, they, they think that uh, an 80,000 pound truck can stop on a dime. Yeah. And that's, uh, it's, I think that's the, the problem with uh, America today, is that courtesies have got, kind of gone to, to the wayside. Well, you realize and, my time is uh, more important than yours, don't you, Steve, you, you realize that my time is more important than yours, right? Oh, I, I know, and that's 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 how it is nowadays, and and it, that's unfortunate. Um, you know, I was you and I were raised at I guess in a different time. I have I have young daughters, or not not so young anymore. They're twenty and eighteen, so I have uh, young adult daughters, uh, and you see the mindset is, is different from age group to age group, and and rightfully they have their concerns, and they voice their opinions, and and you're happy that they they do that. Um, but you're right, courtesies have gone out the window. And if we kind of brought that back, I think uh, things in, in, around would, would settle down a little bit as well. So. Amen. Uh, and I, I don't know, I don't have the first idea of how to bring it back other than exactly doing what we're talking about. And if, if us older folks would show our courtesy more, Maybe it would rub off on some of the uh, younger drivers and wonder, oh, why did that truck blink his lights when that car went around him? You know, uh, just like you said, it's just a matter, and and heaven forbid, if 
and I don't mean to get on my soapbox, but I will, my soapbox. Um, it's like we try to deal with adults here, and had we been dealing with adults through this pandemic, it would have already, the door would have already been shut on it. But people think that uh, I know more than they do, so I don't have to do that. And uh, this is what, it's a very scary thought. And that's, uh, we see it on the road, we see it on road rage, we see it everywhere. And uh, it's, it just can't get out of hand. We've, we've got to put a stop to it and everybody treat everybody like they want to be treated. And uh, that goes from when we're back on the roads again. Uh, I, You know, I can remember, Steve, when... If uh, you pull off the road and there weren't, <laughs> heaven forbid, there weren't emergency lights on your car, they you came with blinkers, and you were lucky to have that. But you'd pull off the road to change a tire or do this or do that. And many a time back in the uh, early, late 50s, early 60s, if you did that, many, many, many times I saw truckers pull off behind somebody and help the lady change a tire or help an older gentleman change a tire or ask if uh, they could help in any way or can I send somebody back from the next service station. And um, now all you get is the uh, wind between the truck and the car. But, you know, things have changed. I think it's it's because of how hectic our lives have become. And everything you talked about earlier technology, how great it is, but it's also become a deterrent. Uh, you know, our lifestyles have become more on the go, more immediate uh, than they were years ago. When you didn't have a cell phone or attached to your hand, tw- you know, 12 hours a day, you had a much simpler life. Uh, and that's maybe that's why courtesy's got thrown out the window, David. I, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, technology's got as good as it's bad, so... Yep, and um, we're about to get close. we got about three minutes to go, but uh, I want to talk. Wh- what have we missed about your transport group and your transportation group, I should say, that uh, needs to be known and needs to be told not only to our friends that are in the classic car hobby, but uh, anyone that's listening? Oh, let me ask. I, I know one thing I yeah. want to ask you is that, uh, okay, sure. we have a lot of listeners in Australia and and the U.K. If they're coming here and uh, need to get a hold of you, uh, just go to your website, or what's, what's the best way to plan something and, and orchestrate it between uh, Australia and, uh, and the U.S.? Well, they could go to my website, uh, dot com or you can send me a personal email uh, same tagline at the back com, but it's S and it's C-A-T is in Peter R-A-S Capra at McAllister's.com reach out to me there uh, we have plenty of connections between air and sea freight as well so uh, you folks from the UK and Australia are looking to get across and you're scratching your head a little bit and wondering how to do it, uh, we can put you in, in, in place with the right folks. Uh, and then once the car arrives here in the United States, whether it be, you know, airport uh, or uh, seaport, 
Uh, we have all the credentials uh, and the knowledge and know how to get in and out there uh, to pick the car up and have it released and then uh, brought to uh, wherever event it's going to or, or wherever it's off to. So, um, yeah, in regards to McCollister's, I think we covered everything, David, and we appreciate the, uh, the time and, and getting to know you a little bit better and getting to know your, your viewership. But we're, uh, we're a small, not a small, we're a, a multi-million dollar, $125 million organization uh, that does all specialty niche moves. Uh, the group that I help run, Auto Transportation, is again a specialty niche company uh, that's uh, completely enclosed transportation. Uh, servicing uh, the concourse collector individual market as well as auctions, uh, government, and uh, OEM manufacturers. Uh, we have knowledge and know-how to, to everything from, you know, the first concepted car out there. Uh, we move tractors, uh, we move motorcycles, we do everything <laughs> in between. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and if there's a uh, if something needs to be moved, we'll find a way to, to get it done uh, and get it done timely and efficiently uh, all the way across the board. So, you know, if anybody has any need, they can always reach out to me. And if it's something that that my group can't help out with, uh, we can certainly get you in the in the right hands, and you'll get the same service you'll get from uh, from me and, and and my team and our team in the office uh, that you'll get across the board. So, Steve, that that's out from the top down. That's fantastic, and I, I do appreciate I don't know if you normally are in this early on a Saturday morning, but uh, I do appreciate you taking yeah. the time to uh, chat with me. And uh, next time, maybe I can have the professionals here that really know what they're talking about. And uh, <laughs> you, you did not say it, David. You're, uh, you're a gentleman and you're a great host, so we, I appreciate the time. It was great getting to know you. Thank you, and I look forward to working with you in the future. And want to tell everybody that uh, you've been listening to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. And I uh, want to throw out this to everybody. Uh, Steve, I'm about to hang up on you, so thank you again, and uh, I'll finish it out. Good chat during the week. Okay, take care. Uh, I want to throw out that if you don't have plans for today, you can always go by the Johns Creek Healing Wall which is in Newtown Park in Johns Creek, or you can uh, go by the uh, Peachtree Corners Memorial to Vietnam veterans and or to veterans and uh, make it a, a Veterans Day, would you? And if you see a person in uniform, first responder, military, whatever, say thank you. That means more than you can ever imagine. So with that being said, we're going to get out of here. We're going to put the plug in the jug for this session of the Classic Car Show. And who knows? We might have Jim and, and Steve with us next week. Things have happened. We'll see you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.